0: Sorry I'm late. I was the Frisco kid in my youth, the fastest gun in the West. But it turns out as I got older, I got drunker and my hands started to get a little bit shaky. And I wanted to help the people of Rock Ridge, but I just couldn't do it alone. So I decided to help out their new black sheriff. You're listening to This Film Has Not Yet Created, the podcast where we make our own version of movie sequels that never got me. I'm your host, Christopher Revis, and with me as always is my co-host, Mr. Steve Grande. Hi, sorry I'm late, but I thought it'd be really funny to do this uh, this gag at a pool, so I threw a baby Ruth into the pool, and <laughs> everyone started freaking out that there, somebody took a duke in the pool. <laughs> uh, this week, we have a very special guest. He is an improviser, a sketch comedian, an actor, writer, of course, based out of Philadelphia, PA. Please yep. welcome Mr. Mike Connor.
1: Hey guys, sorry I'm late. Um, Some friends of mine dared me to to go into a house that had just burned down where some homeless people had died. And I saw something inside that was so scary that all my hair fell out. And then some ghosts visited me in the night and gave me a recipe that I could whip up to um, make something to get the hair to grow back. And they warned me not to put in too much peanut butter, but it was a little bit runny. So I decided to ignore the ghost's instructions and put in more peanut butter and then my hair wouldn't stop growing and it was growing at a rate of like inches and inches per per second and um so then an evil fascistic art teacher at my middle school kidnapped me and also kidnapped a whole bunch of children from the town and set up an assembly line where my hair would grow out (laughs) and they could cut it off to make magical paintbrushes where anything that they painted came alive and then um We tricked the fascistic art teacher to paint a picture of the haunted house where I had ventured into originally and gotten scared. And he went in there and then he got scared. And then luckily, two Quebec police officers showed up to finally break up this friggin child abduction ring that was going on. Holy <laughs> moly. What movie yeah, is that? A, that <laughs> is the Peanut Butter Solution, a movie that I think only myself, my sister, and one other person I've ever met has seen. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: now we just heard the whole plot. <laughs> yeah. I might have to look it up now. That's, that's so ridiculous. I love Peanut Butter. I love Peanut Butter. I need <laughs>
1: I to find this movie. Yeah. It, it was like one of those movies that, like, like uh, Grande, growing up in the, the Philly area. Do you remember Prism?
0: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. it was
1: like always on Prism. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: oh, oh Mike. The, yeah. Oh, I'm just... I'm not mean to interrupt you. Go for it. Oh, no. Prism. Silly. <laughs> okay. Okay. Continue. All right. Well... <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit that out. It's, it's really old. Okay, okay I got gotcha. <laughs> It's like yeah, I got gotcha. It's like high high TV or whatever. Yeah, it's like H and I. It's all grainy and shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Mike, thanks yes. for coming with us today, man. It's nice it, to have you
1: here. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me on. This was uh, it was really cool. Grande came on to a show that I was hosting, And told me about this. And I told him I actually just kind of came up with an idea for that for something that might fit. So it was real kismet. Oh, it's perfect.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course you you are uh, part of the end crowd there in Philly. We'll we'll talk about that more towards the end of the show. Yeah. Uh but today we are here talking Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory. Now, Mike, tell us a little bit about why you chose Willy Wonka.
1: Uh this was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid, and um, and I just I still think it holds up. Like I watched it pretty recently, and I still think it's like a really quality kids movie. Um, it's it's got some real wild stuff going on, and I was enjoying uh, Cobra Kai one night. And I don't know where the thought came from, maybe from the wine I was drinking. But uh, (laughs) that thought said that, what if you retold Willy Wonka, but from Slugworth's perspective? And that led me down a dangerous road that has ended (laughs) here.
0: All right. (laughs) Uh, I, too, I don't know anybody who doesn't have fond memories of this movie. This movie, at first when you're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do... Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. My thought was, well, that movie's perfect. It <laughs> doesn't need it doesn't need a sequel, but it can always be done in some way, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, God, yeah, it's so good. And and watching it just now, uh, we watched it last night or two nights ago, whatever it was, and. Uh, Usually we watch these movies and they're like, they're either terrible or we've seen them so many times that we're like talking throughout it and cracking jokes. And this was one of the first movies that we've watched. One of the only movies we've watched where we were silent and just like Mm -hmm. in it. We were totally enraptured in everything that was happening. I, I knew that every, every part of the movie was, you know, specific. And I know that should be pretty, pretty general for any kind of movie. But you know that's not always the case, and this one, yeah, you didn't want to miss anything with all this crazy shit going on, and like, I really, I really love the themes of like how much of like a grim fairy tale it was, you know, because it, you know, at the time you got like you got, I guess you got Disney movies coming out that are. I don't know. They 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 they've evolved from that grim fairy tale, but like they aren't as as harsh as that movie was. Yeah. Like we're are children. I they they're, they don't die like on screen, but like you know they get into really dangerous predicaments. They they in the Oompa Loompa song they like call out the mother and the father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bad parents. It was like <laughs> damn. That was just like blunt. Like. Well, I think that's kind one of, of the movie things, making that doesn't happen a, in kids' films anymore. That's one of the things that I think is so relatable, especially like as a kid's movie or as a kid watching it, is uh that it doesn't just like call out the kids and be like, here's your moral for how to live your life. It's also like, no, part of the blame is on like how you're taught and the, the parents have a responsibility for their children as well. Like I thought that was a really cool thing that's
1: always been there. Uh and just seeing it um, i I was really into Roald doll as a kid, but I never read this one. have, have either of you guys because I hear that the book oh. is like even darker than the movie is that they're they make yeah. no bones about it, that these kids are dying. <laughs> oh wow <laughs> oh
0: wow uh, I love never that. read it yeah i I mean, I love in this movie, Gene Wilder's performance where you're never quite sure if he's serious about anything that is happening um, is so wonderful. And just the fact that like, oh no, they're really dying is (laughs) keeping that that same tone.
1: (laughs) I heard that he only agreed to it uh, if like one of his things was that introduction to Willy Wonka. Yeah, with the cane. That was his idea and he was really like, this has to be the way, so that way you're never really sure. Makes sense. Totally <laughs> works.
0: Uh, what, one thing that, uh, watching it, you know, first time in a couple of years watching it, and uh, it occurred to me, like it never had before, that the golden tickets, that whole first part of the movie, or the whole movie in general, I guess, is, is sort of a... Um, a gosh what's the word where it's like it's got a double meaning it means something else okay like double a, entendre double no like a a metaphor okay yeah it's like I've a metaphor for um for fame mm. right mm-hmm. every time somebody finds a golden ticket they instantly become famous mm-hmm. and uh, so many and there's only so many golden tickets in the world for how many people there are in the world. And like the life lesson is, well, Charlie, you know, you're not going to become famous. The odds aren't that you're going to become a famous person. You're not going to find that golden ticket. And uh, they're sort of spreading out the golden tickets and being like, OK, we've got. Oh, this this person from small town America is going to become famous. Mm-hmm. This rich person is going to buy their way into it. <laughs> this uh, this person who doesn't really care about it at all. Is gonna stumble into it and still not care about it. Uh and I thought that was a really interesting way to look at it that if you take the golden tickets and the journey as like fame and fortune and going on that, and then you see the downfall of that as well. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, perso- that personality traits. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You bought into the fame and fortune, you're gonna lose out because you you're not sincere. You know, you, mm-hmm. you got fame and fortune because, and you, and you didn't want it. You didn't care about it. So you lost it because you didn't care about it. I mean, I was looking at that through more of, um, how they wanted kids in general to behave like that's <laughs> interesting, oh, that too, that sure. you, but then you took it away from the, the fame angle and like how glorifying that first 30 minutes of the movie is. Um, but, but like, yeah, like the mother and the father line, uh, all the songs, like I think I thought all the Oompa Loompa songs were condescending to kids, <laughs> like really, really laying it on thick. Yeah.
1: It, it made it really easy on, on whoever composed the songs. Cause it's like. It's like, all right, maybe write Cheer Up Charlie, which I think is a terrible song, mm-hmm. and like one or two other originals. And then we'll just get by with the same song done five different <laughs> times. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. Yeah, that was towards the end of the
0: movie. <laughs> they were like, you know what? I made this whole backdrop of like Magical Candyland. You <laughs> will you want me to make another song? <laughs> <laughs> I you love get nothing good taster
1: <laughs> I love uh the the song uh if you want to view paradise. yes that's a great song that's so good <laughs> that's so good I and mean apparen- there oh. which oh, no, go for it go for it well apparently uh they had built that set and they didn't allow any of the kids onto the set because that when they opened the doors, that's actually the kids first time ever seeing it so they they got like genuine reactions from them
0: yeah that's pretty neat wow.
1: every song
0: in this movie is just Mwah. you know it's they're like golden except for cheer up Charlie, yeah. Charlie this is like, oh, yeah. it's, it's a song that hat, that exists and it's nothing special it's not terrible it's not <laughs> good it's just when it. you called it out while we were watching it I was like okay time to go to the bathroom yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a serious question to ask. Um, how uh, do all of your grandparents? Did they or still do they sleep in a in a bed together? Because <laughs> when I saw this movie, I was like, "Oh, thank God, I can finally relate." <laughs> all those kids making fun of me at school. You now I can point to this. Yeah, yeah. I used. To, I had a uh, a vision as a, as a child that like, oh, that's why. Why don't my parents live in a all in the same? Why don't my grandparents all live in the same bed and eat cabbage soup together? <laughs> I can tell you one thing. When I'm a grandpa, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna talk to my uh, my daughter in law or whoever, or whatever, uh, and just be like, hey, uh, we need to get into a bed of the four of us and take a picture and send it out for yeah. them. For Christmas cards. That would be a great Christmas card. That would be so funny.
1: Are you guys familiar with the Grandpa Joe hate memes? Oh yeah. Part? Yeah. The bad people. guy. Yeah, yeah. That he was faking it the whole time, yeah. like all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Twenty like years you couldn't get a job, but all of a sudden you've got a golden ticket? Get yeah. out of here, Grandpa
1: Joe. <laughs> and and like at the end when when uh Willy Wonka's like, you can come live in the factory and he's instantly like, and me? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, can you let your grandson revel in his own glory before thinking about yourself?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Grandpa Joe he's he's kind of he's kinda of not the best. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what is the best? Oh no, go for it. I, I think that's the point of the movie is that every single character has a flaw and every single character. Like, no one is the best. Not even Willy Wonka. Like, <laughs> as fun as he is, as as iconic of a movie character, like, when you think of a, the word character, like, Willy Wonka pops right up there. Yeah. Uh, before we get into some of these read-throughs here for for our, our ideas, uh, I did a little bit of YouTubing uh, before, before this episode here. And I saw some interesting things. One of them is that there was like a Tom and Jerry episode that was all about Willy Wonka. And it's just straight up Willy Wonka, but animated huh. like uh, they got a different voice actor, but but he uses the same exact infle- inflections that Gene Wilder did, but all the characters look like they did in the seventies movie. It's wild. And then at the end, Tom and Jerry show up and they have a, you know, misadventure, mm-hmm. uh, it's weird. Uh, but this other thing I saw, two things, one of them was uh, on YouTube. I forget the name of the channel, but the the title was like, is, is Willy Wonka a sequel to Snowpiercer? <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, I'm unfamiliar with Snowpiercer.
0: Snowpiercer is a movie about uh, like post-apocalypse. The world is dead. And the last remaining humans live on a train that travels around the globe 24-7 and is like self-sustaining life with inside that train. Huh? And this okay. person was positing that uh, Charlie grows up to be the conductor of the train. <laughs> and I, I, I stopped right there. I didn't even watch the rest of the thing. I was like, this is, this is too ridiculous. And he like he did, he wasn't doing it with like a smirk on his face, he was serious like, no, this is hear me out, this is my thesis no get <laughs> out of here. i couldn't I couldn't handle it Golden tickets, please <laughs> yeah and there was this other video that again, I don't remember the 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 YouTube name on it, but uh I want to say it was called uh Golden Ticket or I've got a golden ticket, and it was this horrific animation of. Willy Wonka and Charlie after the fact, like after the movie. And Willy Wonka's like, oh, why don't you come into this secret room? And he's (laughs) bending over suggestively and they like go into a weird, scary basement and Willy Wonka's like coming on to Charlie, really scary. And like, they're like, where's Grandpa Joe? And they look over and he's just counting a wad of money. (laughs) And then like, he takes off his shirt. He's like, oh, I could use a massage, Charlie. And He takes off his coat and then like the SWAT team show up. It was truly <laughs> horrific. And I don't know why. I think I watched the whole thing so that
1: I could tell you do not watch it. It is terrifying.
0: I hated every second of it.
1: And um, you said that was like a, that, that was a on YouTube. Was it a cartoon or? Yeah, it was a cartoon on YouTube. Wow.
0: And I mean, the animation was really smooth and. and but it was just terrifying. Ooh, listen, the, kids. Content wise. Listen. <laughs> listen, the internet is a bright, shiny place sometimes, but it also can be dark. So watch out what alley you're walking <laughs> down. Yeah, exactly. God goddamn. Exactly.
1: Well, I I did a little uh, stroll on the internet and found out a good fun fact about Okay, please, please give us something to clear our palate there. Yeah, well, uh, it it was that they wanted to make this into a movie and they couldn't find funding. And so they found out that the Quaker Oats Company was going to be releasing a candy bar. And so they said, look, you give us the artwork for the packaging of your candy bar. And just as long as you call it a Wonka bar, like will product placement the shit out of your, your new candy bar all over the place. And so that's where that packaging comes from. However, the candy bars melted at room temperature. And so they were a complete failure. (laughs) So like this, this movie that was, bankrolled specifically to be like this crass commercialistic uh thing to to, with the real mind being to push candy bars yeah ended up being like this beloved classic and meanwhile the wonka bars are nowhere in sight
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. wow oh my god that's amazing i mean yeah i love that Okay, that's a good that's a good note. That's a good note. Mm-hmm. Let me take you guys through my inspiration watching this movie and into my pitch here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So as we're watching it, uh, I, I I always remember the actual stuff that takes place in the factory, right? That's sort of everybody thinks about that. But the stuff that happens before then, I like, the all I really remember was like, oh, the salt. Company, the, the, the peanut company has all their people peeling mm-hmm. candy bars and those sort of moments, but I didn't really remember all the bits. There are so many golden bits. Yeah. Yeah. Of like the therapist being like, tell me where the waga bar is. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Or the woman whose husband is taken yes. hostage.
2: Yes. <laughs> they want to take a Wagga bar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it felt very much like, yeah, and they would cut back to the news reporter. It felt very much like something out of The Simpsons. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. absolutely loved it. And uh, so, as I was thinking of making a sequel, I my first thought was again, this movie's perfect. It ends on such a perfect note, uh, happily ever after. I I don't know if I could possibly really think of a sequel, but I did take. Uh, a a little bit of time to think of some some more fun bits that could be in, uh, if there was a sequel that was still doing like the golden ticket thing, some more golden ticket bits that could Mm -hmm. play before they get into the factory. Mm -hmm. So that's what I've written for you guys here. I like that. And uh, my sequel is called uh, Willy Wonka 2, (laughs) spelled T-O-O. Ah, like Dumb and Dumber. (laughs) Yeah, but also I guess presumably because Charlie would have taken over or something like that. And so he's also Ooh. really, Oh, okay. So our cast of characters here, we're going to have, uh, Mike, you're going to read for the roles of Kent and parent and mugger. And Steve will have you read for the roles of child and old lady. And one other character that I don't want to give away right now. You'll see as it comes up, but it's, it's very out of place and just okay. s- silly. Yeah. Um, uh, So this is Willy Wonka 2. Interior TV news broadcast day. We see a TV set, and on the screen is Kent, 40s news anchor. He is finishing a report.
1: And the roller skating gorilla is still at large. In other news, Wonka Mania has reached a fever pitch.
0: (laughs) Cut to... A a montage of Wonka-mania. We see people camping in lines outside of Wonka stores. They look like Apple stores, but instead of like (laughs) a big glowing Apple, it's a big glowing W. (laughs) Uh, We see some kids in a dark bathroom looking into a mirror and saying, Candyman, (laughs) Candyman, Candyman. There's a, a hipster walking down the street. And he peels open a Wonka bar and just starts eating the chocolate and just litters the, the golden ticket and the wrapper. Oh. <laughs> and then we see the golden ticket sort of get picked up by the wind and blow down the, the, the street. And a little hand goes and, and picks it up. And we see the hand belongs to a child.
1: Wow! A real golden ticket! Put that down! But But nothing. That looks like a handout. No self-respecting Republican would accept a handout. But I'm just a kid. That's right. You're a proud boy. Now drop that. (laughs) Yes, sir.
0: (laughs) The child drops the golden ticket on the street curb. We follow the ticket as it travels along the curb to a storm drain. In the dark of the storm drain, we see two yellow eyes light up. (sighs) Ugh. Golden
2: Ticket. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs)
0: Hey, Georgie. Back into the montage, we see an old lady walking down the street at night. A mugger comes out of nowhere, opening a switchblade and pointing it at the old lady.
1: Okay, lady, hand over the purse.
0: Old lady Uh, removes her Wonka bar from her purse. Oh, just let me keep my Wonka.
2: You have a Wonka? Give it here!
0: Mugger drops the knife and grabs the Wonka bar from Old Lady's hands, starting to unwrap it. Old Lady immediately starts to hit the Mugger with her purse. You awful man!
2: Awful! (laughs) End? (laughs) Willy Wonka makes everything he bakes, satisfying and delicious. Talk about your childhood wishes. You can even eat the dishes.
0: <laughs> That's about all I came up with. I, I just, I really love the idea of bits of people having Wonka mania.
1: <laughs> I I was so tempted. I'm watching the TV show Peaky Blinders right now, and I don't know if you guys are familiar, but it's like British gangsters. Yeah, so I was perfect. with the mugger. I was almost tempted to go into a cockney and be oh, like, yeah. boy, lady,
0: end up with a fuss. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think that's indicative of this movie because I can't find where, like, where is the chocolate factory? Any in this place, movie? any place, earth. Okay, I just I just always thought it was London. It's some, you know, that they were all were British, and that was just because of the 2005 movie and the kid had an accent. Um, a, yeah, well, there's a few British characters, but I think it was filmed in Germany. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was but, in Munich, but, yeah. But I think they purposefully left it, it vague and tried to make ambiguous. it as, like, yeah, ambiguous any place yeah. in the world. Well, I think that would be an appropriate call <laughs> to it. <laughs> Like, yeah, 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 absolutely.
1: Because Charlie's family all has American accents, but then randomly, as a British teacher, he's like yeah. the worst teacher ever.
2: Mm-hmm. I love
0: a teacher. At first, I was like, I hate this guy. But then, as he had more more scenes, I was like, I love this guy. He's so ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but Chris, I love this idea of like a golden ticket that it, it, it you know, has all these different ways that it just, like, blows through the wind throughout the day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the
1: feather in Forest Gump. Yeah, yeah.
0: It, it Mr. Magoo's its way through the world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: and I like, love that you picked up on the that whole montage of, of bits that they do because it is so funny like the the auction when they're like your majesty <laughs> like
2: the yes. queen of England is buying a case of-
0: <laughs> it's so good oh, I can't I can't even stand it, it's so good
1: I what would sh- love to see a demonic clown taking the the <laughs> tour of, of and <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, what
2: <laughs> hello Mr. Wonka.
0: <laughs> All right, we're gonna start the tour. We're just waiting for the other children. Children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be the perfect thing for a <laughs> child-eating clown to to own as a chocolate factory. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, give, give me two hours, and we'll pick back up recording. Right. <laughs> oh. yeah. Every twenty-seven years, the Wonka candy factory opens up and lets five kids in that never come out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's so easy to go a horror, uh, is. you know, with this.
2: It is. It so would be really easy to, be, uh,
0: to be cynical and, and horrific with it, which I yeah. think is speaks volumes to uh, the original production, keeping everything so light and and,
1: you know, uh, wholesome. They do have the the boat scene that is kind of genuinely scary for kids, you know. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. but,
1: but it's important
0: I, to have it in there. I think. I think yeah, it, it affects the tone in that very perfect
1: way. I mm-hmm. used to work with uh, special needs kids, and <laughs> this one kid that I would take out of the school to, like, you know, teach him stuff like how to interact with clerks at a convenience store and what to do on the subway and stuff. And he would randomly start reciting that poem and it creeped out quite a few people on public (laughs) (laughs) transit.
0: It's amazing. I just see a little kid. There's no earthly way of (laughs) going. Oh. That, I want to see that. That sounds so funny.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> he used to get me into quite a few uh, scraps. And I bet. I he, bet. He, 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 like, he would get movies in his head, and he, he he wasn't very verbal, but he could repeat movie quotes. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time... He was just bounding down the hallway ahead of me, and I was like, "I was like, hold up, bud, hold up, wait for me." And he goes into his classroom, and I'm supposed to like go in and be sort of an academic aide in there. And he just bursts into his classroom and goes, "It's raining black people in New York City." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> because he'd been watching Men in Black, <laughs> and it, that, Will Smith got a big <laughs> reaction. So. <laughs>
0: Oh, kids are wonderful. (laughs) Oh, I thought of, as you were building it up, I had thought of like five different things, movie references that he said before he opened that door. And I completely forgot all of them. (laughs) I wasn't expecting that quote, especially that quote from Men in Black, because it's not like it's, it's a it's a well-known quote
2: from that movie.
0: God damn! <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Oh, Steve, mm-hmm. I understand that you've put together some um, some songs. Basically, yes. go ahead and take <laughs> us through, my friend. Uh, like you, I was thinking about this movie and how how many different avenues you could go. Uh, with, with Willy Wonka, so I uh, I try I try to keep it simpler and just update the Oompa Loompa songs. So these are the three that would replace the other three in this movie. Okay, um, and then I have a fourth special one uh, that I'll save for the for the end. All right, all right, okay. all right. So this one is there. You know, they all talk about topics. So this one is all about screen addiction. And uh, getting addicted to your electronics. That's a
1: good update. I like that. Yeah, it. updating the mic TV thing.
0: hmm Here we go.
1: Oompa,
0: loompa, doopity-doo. I've got a quandary that will perplex you. Oompa, loompa, doopity-dee. Heed these words that are said by me. What do you get when you stare at a screen? Completely lost in the blue light's gleam. When you and your phone are side by side, online is a place you can run and hide. I don't think that's very smart. Oompa, loompa, dee. You must beware of connectivity. Limit the net and you'll be good too. Like the oompa, loompa, doobity doo. doo. Yay! All right. that's okay. the that's the first one about screens. Here is this next one. Uh, this one is kind of like a, okay, maybe we we crossed a line in that first one by calling out mom and dad for being bad uh, parents. Yeah, so but no, this time fingers getting turned back around because it's it's the kids and so you got to respect your adults. Yeah, uh, am I so me. out of touch? No, it's the kids who are wrong. <laughs> who are wrong. <laughs> I'll
1: never get a mm-hmm. sip of water.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. I, think, I think you should join a group that sings sea shanties. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll
0: get, I'll
2: get our, we
0: we'll get our friend and uh, guest, I mean uh yeah. Guest of the, the podcast, Tom Ebenen, who plays uh, a flute. Uh, A a fife, if you will. All right, here we go. This one's Respecting Adults. Oompa Loompa, doopity-doo, I've got a question that'll stump you. Oompa Loompa, doopity-dee, please come close to hear it from me. Some kids listen only once in a while, kicking and screaming, acting totally vile. Parents are at ends trying to make them tame. In short, they are complete shames. I would not like to be them. do 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 Oompa loompa da Listen to your parents, and you'll go far. Staying in line is very good. Like the oompa loompa do yes. Yay! Uh, yeah, that's... Funny, staying in line is a really good. Staying in line, I mean, they they like <laughs> recycled when you when you like have all three songs out in front of you and you're like looking at the lyrics. It's like, yeah. oh, they just <laughs> they do like parts of it. <laughs> they didn't even try. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they are just like, yeah, we'll do the same first line and third line for all of them. All right, here we go. All right, uh, this one is. Uh, is a, a topic that's pretty current in the uh, cultural Zeitgeist right now. It's about privilege. Oh, so nice. let's let's hear the oompa loompa sing about that. Here we go. Oompa loompa doopity doo. I've got one that's gonna stump you. Oompa loompa doopity dee. Here's an issue plaguing society. <laughs> Who do you blame when the rules are not fair? Systemic injustice makes you pull out your hair. Your case of superiority is very thin when you base it on the color of skin. Do not listen to Republicans. (laughs) 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 Don't give it to bigotry. You could be wholesome, too, like the oompa-loompa-doopity-doo. Yes. <laughs> all right. It just says, do not listen to Republicans in big letters <laughs> <laughs> across the screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the guy, the oompa, totally points his finger and is like, tilts mm, <laughs> <totes> his head. gives <laughs> a face. Mm you all can picture it. <laughs> The letters are stars and stripes colored.
1: (laughs) Well, it also brings up the point of whether or not the Oompa Loompas are being held in bondage. You know?
0: I mean, yeah, we don't know. Uh, uh, Willie says that they're like working together or whatever, but can we trust anything that Willie says? Yeah. So before I read, I give this next to final this last song. Uh, I rewatched that clip right before we we jumped on, and um, so the thing is, is that he took them from Lupa Land, which there were huge beasts eating Vermicious them, verminous committed on them. Yeah, and he took them from that land, took all of them, and brought them over to work in his factory. So. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to get to the song.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh,
0: because uh, like 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 i mentioned earlier uh like i can see this go in a lot of different ways this movie but one of the ways was uh the the factory gets shut down and uh and because you know he handed it over to charlie a child running a factory um and uh yeah now the factory is dormant and now the oompas are gonna uprise so here we here we go here's okay. uh, here's their song okay Oopa, loopa, doopity doo. I've got a shocking revelation for you. <laughs> Oopa, loopa, doopity truth. Would you like to hear the horrifying truth? <laughs> what do you do when you're tall as a gnome? Being ripped away from your ancestral home. Working in a factory can sure be a pill, especially when doing it against Your will. You all know what this looks like. (laughs) (laughs) Oompa Loompa Doopity Dog. We've been docile far too long. The Oompa Uprising will be brought to you. Long live the Oompa Loompa Doopity Doo.
2: (laughs) <laughs>
0: oh,
2: they're man. coming back, they're
0: coming back. Boopa boop
2: doopa-dee-doo I've got a perfect puzzle for you. Boopa boop paopa-dee-dee. If you are wise, you'll listen to me.
0: I think my favorite part of all of these songs is when the the words don't quite match the tune, but it doesn't, you just, like, yeah, you I've got you a shocking revelation for, for you. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> so I gotta squeeze these
2: potatoes into this sack.
0: <laughs> really milking that chocolate. Yep. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I, I like the the one line standalones, like the "Do not trust Republicans." <laughs> they're all sort of these nice little punchlines of their own. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Such a great format for a song to have that avenue, (laughs) (laughs) the lay of that line followed. What I really think sells it is that do 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 (laughs) do (laughs) do (laughs) do. It's serious when you (laughs) you're paralyzed by what you just heard. (laughs) It uses this happy, cheery song to get you back in. We got more movies, we got more singing, we got more oompas.
1: So you're envisioning the uprising as taking place under Charlie's regime. Like, mm-hmm. maybe they think he's a sort of weak leader compared to Willy Wonka and vulnerable.
0: No, I think he's a child that doesn't know how to run a business. Because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <laughs> he's 12. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, he just completely mismanages it. You know, the whole family jumps in and they're all at each other's necks. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're only allowed you know to bring half of their bed in. Yeah, they're having a business meeting but they're in bed and they're talking points damn it I should have read that uh, um, but yeah it's uh, yeah it falls apart but I just see him uh, getting Willy Wonka back and Willy Wonka is living on a mountain in a real cliche with like a, a fake beard oh. <laughs> he just takes off he's like alright I'll, I'll come help you
1: <laughs> and he's got one Oompa Loompa who's like loyalist Oompa Loompa who's like gonna crack some other Oompa Loompa skulls. This yeah. could get brutal.
0: Yeah, <gasps> yeah. These these Loompas don't fuck around. <laughs> it's getting real dark. I mean, <laughs> they're gonna use they're gonna use Wonka Vision to take over the world. They're gonna uh, make Loompas even smaller and like have them, uh, uh, like Gulliver's travel around. <laughs> <that's>, uh, <laughs> <so> <laughs> <terrifying>. <laughs> uh, actually, real quick, before we move on, I did want to say, uh, that I, I love the, the, I don't know if it's the balls on this movie or just the necessity of it, but when Mike TV gets shrunken down, uh, he is, it's clearly just like a Play-Doh little, Little figure, it does not look like a human. It doesn't look like a doll. <laughs> it just looks like a piece of play doh that they've shaped to sort of be in the man shape. Well, and, and then she just tried and like, like they didn't even try to hide it. They were just like, here it is. Well, Kurt, I Chris, I goes by so fast they don't notice. I would, I would like to say that yeah, that like, you know, I, I think it's, it's going to be a big thing, like. Over the next however many years, the technology increases and advances. That all these movies and the way they were shot are going to be so outdated that we're going to see every single flaw of you know that would never yeah. take place in a like not an Flaw though, I mean it. It's this is from a pretty much like the golden age of movie musicals where it's not even like specifically a movie it's like a stage production that they put a camera
1: on mm-hmm. yeah you know yeah. there's a few
0: things that had to be done or that could only be done as a movie uh but but for the most part yeah it it could very easily be a stage show that is just ha- happens to have a camera looking at it mm-hmm. yeah oh, i think that's i agree with that it's really
1: special you know you you can also see in that scene uh, when he, when Mike TV appears on the screen, like it's clearly a back, a black backdrop, yeah. but he's standing on a black pedestal. Yeah. And you know, and it's like, you could, it didn't, any movie made today, they would just be like, no, he's <laughs> actually going to be on a green pedestal with a green backdrop. Right. And
0: as opposed to like, yeah, having green screen and keying him in and everything. Mm-hmm. They, built basically a movie theater like set for him to be in where he's looking back at his mom and she's being projected on a screen (laughs) and he's got an oversized like set that looks like controls for this TV that he can climb around on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That would never happen now. Yeah. I love all that kind of stuff. Uh, Anyways, we're getting distracted. We're getting distracted. I'm, I took us off on a weird tangent. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Mike, please take us through your vision. I understand. I don't want to give too much away. I'll let you do that. I'll just say, please take us away.
1: All right. Well, uh, basically, yeah, I was watching Cobra Kai and loving it. Um, And I just thought like, what if you retold that story from, what if you retold Willy Wonka from Slugworth's perspective, because we know Slugworth does exist, we meet the imposter Slugworth, but there is a real Arthur Slugworth out there. You is know? there? I think so, because they, like nobody challenges him on that, and I think Slugworth did really send in spies to that ultimately got him to, to like become. A hermit. I know? guess that was a rumor, yeah. So but I feel like people would know if there's not a slugworth candy company out there, they would be like, all right, wait oh, a minute. Oh
0: gross, by the way, gross. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm eating a walk it. Oh, I'm eating a slugworth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine on Halloween. Oh slugworth. Trade you for it. No, I don't want you slugworth. Get out of here. <laughs>
1: aren't those things made of dried ham (laughs) it tastes like saliva (laughs) (laughs) saliva pops (laughs) so anyway i got this idea and i just started to write like my thoughts on it and i i copied and posted and pasted my thoughts to facebook and uh Then, yeah, then Grande came on to a a show that I was doing and told me about this podcast. And I was like, dude, I just wrote a treatment for a prequel series (laughs) to Willy Wonka. Awesome. (laughs) So uh, I I don't know. uh, Would you guys like to like this is broken into little paragraphs? Would we like to each... Read one paragraph and go in order. or sure, However
0: like you however you want to
1: do it, yeah, my friend. You're in charge. I just feel like your audience would get really annoyed at hearing my voice drone on about <laughs> this fanciful idea that I had.
0: I've, I I doubt that.
1: I doubt that as well. <laughs> I'll also say help. that
0: uh, I don't know if we have an audience. So if you're <laughs> in the audience, let us know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> please reach out say anything
1: all right well i'll start out i i broke it down into basically like i did uh the main scenes in episode one of season one and then i broke down the rest of season one and then the next thing is season two that almost kind of takes us up to the current movie so okay this is the uh, cobra
0: kai of willy wonka
1: Yes, yes. Okay. So this is, this is called Slugworth, episode one. Art Slugworth is working on his MBA. The university requirements include a science credit. So though he has a little interest in the subject, he enrolls in an intro to chemistry course. There he meets the TA, a peculiar but brilliant young chemistry student named William Vonkenmeister. All right. I don't know who wants to go next. Sure. Uh,
0: Walking through a park, perhaps with a tact on love interest. Uh, Slugworth sees a group of children uh, completely abandon their games when a shabby, multicolored van pulls up. They gleefully race over to it. Curious, Slugworth investigates and discovers Vonkmeister's been using his knowledge of chemicals to create a paradigm shifting uh, paradigm shifting candies and selling them out of a van like a wigged out ice cream truck. Slugworth sees potential and proposes going into business with the chemist. vonkenmeister refuses, saying his current setup is just fine and he is perfectly happy using his van as his home, laboratory, and retail outlet. Maybe he calls it his (laughs) Vankenmeister.
1: Or maybe that's dumb. (laughs) I
2: love it. I love it.
1: (laughs) All right. Uh, Slugworth attends a campus party, maybe hoping to run into the tacked on love interest. There is one person who seems very popular and also very wasted. It is Vankenmeister. He has been selling his, and I'm using air quotes, adult candies, mm-hmm. i.e. illegal drugs he is able wow. to sy- synthesize in his van. Again, Slugworth urges him to go into business together, to go legit and use his chemistry skills to make serious bank. Vonkenmeister belligerently refuses. Slugworth follows Vonkenmeister to his van, saying he's in no condition to drive, but Vonkenmeister doesn't listen and speeds <coughs> away.
0: The next day, Slugworth sits in his student uh, student union reading about the terrible tragedy in the newspaper. It seems a family was driving their new baby boy <laughs> home from the hospital when they were involved in a hit and run. Charles, <laughs> the baby survived, as his mother did. Oh, God. Uh, however, his father was killed, and all four grandparents <laughs> were in critical condition. <laughs> Uh, Slugworth <laughs> is then interrupted by uh who, who says he is reconsidering. He wants to open a confectionery business. Slugworth asks why the change of heart. Uh, won't he miss his precious Van? But Vonkmeister is elusive. Uh, is effusive, sorry. Uh, and elusive. Uh, still, they shake hands and officially begin their partnership.
1: Oh, Alright, oh, so... Man. So this sounds an
0: awful lot like Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's, it's, so the end of of episode one is going to end on a handshake, um, you know, and and why the change of heart uh, kind of thing? Why don't you want to do your van thing anymore? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Chris. So this is this is going to set us up for the main point of conflict between them this is going to be the rest of season one here's what's going to go on so take us away all right uh william vonkenmeister changes his name to willie wonka and becomes the
0: public face of the company slugworth and wonka become fast friends as they work tirelessly to start their new enterprise i'm thinking a holmes watson dynamic like in sherlock you know bbc's thing uh (laughs) Slugworth finds he often has to tell Wonka that he's too fanciful and needs to focus more on the business side of things. But Wonka is an artiste and insists on doing things
1: the Wonka way. Yes, the Wonka way. So now we've got some examples. I guess we can just each read one of these. So... Just examples of of his fancifulness and Slugworth trying to rein him in. So just because you can make lickable wallpaper doesn't mean it'll sell, Slugworth argues. Parents actually don't want their toddlers licking walls. (laughs) The cleaning
0: device from the original movie that washes them after they're covered in soda foam could revolutionize human hygiene. It could it could make them more than just a candy company. They need to diversify, but Wanda insists it's not the wonk away. All the bad eggs could be sold as an industrial byproduct and recycled into animal feed instead of just disposing <laughs> of them in a furnace.
1: An everlasting gobstopper? Where's the money in that? A kid buys <laughs> one gobstopper and never again spends money on gobstoppers? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, a normal normal gobstopper dissolves and the kid has to buy more gobstoppers. More <laughs> gobstoppers means more money.
0: Say gobstoppers again. Gobstoppers! <laughs> <laughs> Just give away a lifetime supply of chocolate? A business doesn't just give away its product. It might be the Wonka way, but it's not how—not the way a business operates. No, they can't donate half their profits to the LRE, Loompa Land Relief Effort. No matter how much the Opa are suffering, the company would collapse if they did that.
1: Why in the hell would you cut all of your office furniture in half? Furniture costs the company money, and the safe is basically useless. Anybody could just steal the company recipes. And I think this is ironic because we know that Slugworth goes on to be the one who often tries to steal Wonka recipes, and I was really patting myself on the back for that
0: one. Uh, uh, Wonka visions could transmit so much more than just chocolate, like freight and cargo. Ooh, that's true. Why aren't they even listening to the offers from the military to buy the patent fizzy lifting drink? Uh, According to half of the partnership, because it's not the Wonka way.
1: So this, this is like the main point of conflict in this series, that all through the series Wonka's making these childish boneheaded decisions, but Slugworth puts up with it because like it or not, the guy knows his way around a confection. But still, with each argument, the conflict the conflict between the mounts until it's at a fever pitch. Maybe there's even jealousies arising out of the dynamic with the tacked on love interest. And Finally, Slugworth calls on his friend Wonka to bury the hatchet.
0: No hatchet will be buried. However, <laughs> in a total reversal, Wonka actually shows both business savvy and business savagery when he spots an opportunity to leverage Slugworth out of the company a la the Frank Mars screwed Bruce Murray out of those sweet M&M dollars. As a shocked and angry Slugworth learns of his betrayal, his now nemesis coldly says, it's the wonk away art always has been and recites <laughs> the, the creepy as. There's no earthly way of knowing poem as Slugworth walks away.
1: End of season one. God damn. <laughs> um, I, so I, I had been doing uh, research for this quiz show that I run and came across this story of Frank Mars and Bruce Murray. That's Mars and Murray. That's where M&M's comes from. And I kind of forget how Frank Mars screwed Bruce Murray out of sweet M&M dollars, but I know he did. Oh, um, that's amazing. All right, so then we go, so so that's season one all spelled out. Yep. Now, now we're going to go to season two, and Chris, why don't you take it away with this? All right,
0: season two. Slugworth discovers that the reason Wonka changed both his name and his mind about going into business together was because he was the driver who killed Charlie Bucket's dad and crippled his grandparents. His van was totaled, so his traveling candy distribution network was no more. He uses this info to blackmail Wonka into handing over enough secret recipes that he
1: can get the Slugworth Candy Corporation off the ground. Yes, that horrific accident was the Buckets family. So Wonka is the one who put Grandpa Joe in that bed and (laughs) Grandma Josephine and all those. All right. And then.
0: Takes 20 years to recover. (laughs) Give a tour of the factory.
1: So um, now the chocolate wars commence in earnest. This is when Slugworth sends in all the spies trying to steal Wonka's recipes. Each chocolatier will do things they will live to rue. Lines of civility and decency will be crossed. They are no longer former friends. Now they are enemies. The last episode will end with Wonka getting so frustrated that he shuts up the factory and becomes a recluse like the tinker told Charlie, nobody ever goes in, nobody ever comes out. And so it kind of brings us up to the point that we're at when the original movie started. Yes. Nice. <laughs> yes. There's no earthly way of knowing <laughs> singing. which direction we are going.
0: There's no knowing where we're rowing, or which way the river's flowing. Oh is yes, great. okay. This oh, is yeah. this is a, a bit darker of a show, but I would watch it for sure. I'm so in on just more Willy Wonka stuff in general. But in, this is a fun story too. This is this is really cool. Yo, I've been I've been listening to this podcast called Business Wars. And there's so many great like business rivalries that are on it that like this is like hitting me right, <laughs> right <laughs> as I'm like diving into all these different company feuds and I'm like, yeah, give me another one. I don't give shit. <laughs>
2: oh,
0: I know <laughs> how it ends.
1: <laughs> well yeah, I, I I feel like there are I mean, my parents owned a business growing up and I remember when a guy who had worked for them for years and was like a really key employee suddenly like turned on them. And I remember how friggin' weird that was. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta protect those corporate secrets, especially. the yeah. mm. Well, uh, but dude, I really, <laughs> I don't know. I think that you should, uh, you should keep diving into this. I'm like, pitch it to pitch it to Netflix. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and just be like, here, does anybody want to make this?
1: Yeah. Like, Here's an idea for a franchise that I don't own any legal rights to. Yeah.
0: <laughs> just be like, hey, if you get them, great. Here you go. You already got Cobra Kai. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I mean you you'd pitch it to uh WB, pitch it to HBO Max. CW. <laughs> some <laughs> some sexy teens Ooh, in college. Yes, yes, this is a CW yeah. show. It's about yes, college teens. And um oh yeah, that sounds hilarious. Oh my god. Oh my god. And it's like yeah, it's like the CW's version of Breaking Bad.
1: Yep. <laughs> but with candy. <laughs> but
2: with candy. And uh,
1: I, I, I like, I, I don't know. Do you guys get anybody that comes to mind to play Wonka and Slugworth Ooh, right now?
0: Yeah. Um, I think Christopher Revis would
1: be really good for
0: one of them. <laughs> uh,
1: wait, I'm not familiar. Who's Christopher Revis?
0: Oh, he, uh, you don't, you probably don't know him. He's a some nobody from Chicago. Some nobody. He's from Chicago. He, uh, he has a podcast where he like makes movie sequels. It's not, it's not great. Don't worry about. Oh, it. Oh, oh! <laughs> I, I, <laughs> like I was
2: like, are Reeves. you doing a bit?
0: <laughs> I was it spelled like
1: Reeves. Oh my god! <laughs> I honestly thought you were making a joke about the guy who played Superman.
2: <laughs> oh my god.
0: <laughs> oh jeez! Um, oh my! <laughs> oh. I mean, if we're, if we're talking college age, I don't know. I my gut reaction says Tom Holland as Wonka. Um, like it's Tom me. Holland and 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 Timothy Chalamet are going at Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. Oh, uh, it's not on the CW, but I could see that. <laughs> right. Well, and Slugworth could also be a woman, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. We never see Slugworth in the movie,
1: so we don't know. Um, Arthur could be a woman's name. Absolutely. You yeah. know, I'm not so, going to make assumptions. Uh, I mean, we we could keep talking about
0: this uh, forever. Yeah. <laughs> But I think... think Everlasting? We we could talk about everlasting. Everlasting. But I think we should Gab Stopper. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So so we can buy another one, because that's how... Exactly. It's a business one. One thing, before we wrap up here, I just want to mention that uh, leading into this episode, uh, there was some discussion of whether we were covering Charlie in the Chocolate Factory or Willy (laughs) Wonka. And it was sort of a universal disgusted like, you no, not Charlie. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. The the Tim Burton one is its own animal that really has nothing to do with this movie or this like tone of these characters. It's so completely different.
1: Yeah, you know? I have like when that came out, I was like, I have no more pull to go see a Tim Burton movie where Johnny Depp plays a pale eccentric. Like (laughs) I've seen him play that. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Mike, please tell us, uh, we are right now. It is, uh, the beginning of February, this episode Mm -hmm. will come out in a couple weeks. But uh, if you have anything that you'd like to plug or, 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 um, you know, how can people follow you or tune into your show that you host or anything like that?
1: Yeah. I, I, uh, I uh, know Grande because he used to be in the end crowd, uh, which is a theater group that I founded in 2005. We're still going strong. The pandemic has pushed us online, but the nice thing is that every Friday you can tune into our Twitch channel um, which I forget what it is, but just search the end crowd on Twitch <laughs> and uh, it, we do it. Uh, so one Friday will be like an, a streaming improv show. And then the, every other Friday I host a uh, a quiz show where we get comedians as the contestants. And we, we encourage funny answers just as much as we encourage correct ones. It's called the inquisition. Because we're the N crowd, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I've got it's a good
0: uh, time. The, the Twitch here is uh, if you want to check them out, and we'll, we'll we'll post this in the show notes as well. But it's twitch.tv slash Philly N crowd.
1: That sounds right.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 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 just did some quick Google foo. Master with these Google foo, whatever. Uh, let's I would, I say, I would say I would say definitely check it out. It's a great way to spend a send a Friday night. Now you can do, you don't have to go to Philly for it. It
2: can <laughs>
0: yeah. come, come to you. Like this is, this is great. Um, but yeah, the end crowd is, I love the end crowd. And, uh, I'm, I'm glad it's still going, still kicking and, you know, still and now making new shows. It's awesome.
1: Yeah. 15 years. I can't believe it.
0: <laughs> Where does awesome. the time go? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, what about, uh, Social media, Instagram, anything like that? Do you want to share any of that? You don't have to, but if you uh, if you
1: want uh, to, I, I'm not really too, too busy with that stuff. I'm busy trying to make furniture, and <laughs> I don't know. You could you could check me out on Facebook. My name's Mike Connor. <laughs> yeah, go there. Go there if perfect. you're looking for some, well, some furniture in the yeah. Well, if, the air, if you're looking perfect. for picks of furniture in progress or hot takes on the Sixers season. Yep. Which is great.
0: I love it. Every every, every night on Facebook, I'm like, oh, okay.
1: They won. That's great.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much again for being with us, Mike. This has been an absolute blast.
1: Thank you. Yeah, this has been really fun. We'll have to do it again
0: and kind uh, I was going to say we'll pick another rolled doll movie, but maybe, you know, we'll go in a different direction. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> another movie about grandparents spending most of the time in bed. Yes. Maybe we'll do that peanut butter movie.
1: <laughs> that yeah. Really, oh, really my absurd. God. I would <laughs> love to, to introduce people to the peanut butter solution.
0: All right. All right. It's, it's, it's a date. We'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, we'll, bring, we'll bring, we'll do the peanut butter. We'll, we'll find it first. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. then we'll make arrangements. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for now, I, um, I, I'm sorry, guys, but I really I got to get running here. I um, see, I'm a con man, and there's big trouble in in, in River City with a capital T. Um, something along those lines. With a Music movie. Man. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, but I gotta run. Um, I found an alien and I'm, I'm trying to like get him to come over here. So, uh, follow me. So I decided he really likes my Reese's species. So i put him on the ground. He's going to pick him up and follow me.
1: Yeah, I I got to run to you guys. Um I got to get back to the French chapeau that I'm defending with my other American soldiers as the Germans are retreating because last night the guy who fell asleep at at uh, guard duty, we were going to get all mad at him and then we went out on the front lawn and there was a snowman dressed as Hitler. Uh, <laughs> What, what is this movie show? is that? It's either called It Came Upon a Midnight Clear or Upon a Midnight Clear. It stars Ethan Hawke and it's really good. There is no life I know to compare with pure imagination. Living there you'll be free if you truly wish to be.